When we last left off, we were talking about vision boards and how it's important to put your vision down on paper and a visual reminder in front of you so you know where you're going. A roadmap of sorts. Well, I still got my vision board in front of me and I want to update you guys on a few things that have happened over the last uh, 72 hours and you guys can let me know what you think. When we last left off, I was actually wanting to know where I need to go, what's my next steps. Trying to confront these demons that kind of plague me. And when I talk about demons, I'm talking about sales demons and the fact that I don't like to do sales. And maybe I shouldn't say I don't like to do sales because maybe it might be easier than I thought, but I've tried to do it. It's not like I haven't tried it before. But when I've tried to do it before, it's just never worked out. I mean, I've done everything from door-to-door -door sales, having the door slammed on me. I've even tried doing, like, the, the uh, cold calling on the phone. I mean, I've tried everything you can think of. I finally had one guy who said, what are you doing? Everything you're doing is old. Nobody does this anymore. Are you really going door-to-door -door trying to sell your product? And slam the door. But then I think about the Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman. And if you guys don't know what a Kirby vacuum is, damn, I'm old. Anyway, a Kirby vacuum is a vacuum. It is the Mercedes. God, Mercedes was like the gold standard, but now they've got like the McLaurin, you know, the Bugatti, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, back in the day, you'd say, oh, the Mercedes of this, or the Mercedes of that, the Cadillac of this. And they never even talked about the Lamborghini, the Maserati the Bentley, things like that, Rolls Royce. But now you got the Bucati, the McLaren, and all these other cars. Basically, the top of the vacuum cleaner food chain is what the Kirby was. It was not cheap. So what happened is the guy would knock on your door, and you'd go, yes, and you'd go, oh, hello, I'm selling it, da, da. and he'd go, can I have a minute of your time? I want to show you something. You don't got to buy anything, but I want to clean your carpet. And with that, you'd be like, well, heck, so I clean my carpet. I don't got to buy anything. Sure, come on in. And they'd go, okay, let's see. And they'd look for the dirtiest part of your carpet. And then it was dirty. they go, do you mind if I put a little sample here? And they'd take out a little dirt and they put it in the carpet. And then they would show this vacuum that made it so clean that the rest of your carpets looked filthy. No matter how clean your carpets were. And you'd go, and they'd go, well, tell you what. Because today is our last day here and I'm about to transition to another office, uh, I'm going to give you this vacuum for $1,500. And by the time they resuscitated you, and you're like, what did you say? And they go, <laughs> you passed out there. $1,500. And you're like, okay. Um, you take a check. And they'd usually go, hey, well, don't worry. We got somebody in my office I think is working late who can get you financed. Doesn't matter your credit. We've got some special. So they go through this whole thing. You write up here, post a check, and they leave you the, the vacuum. And I swear, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that vacuum just didn't work as well as it did when the salesman was there. Maybe I just wasn't doing it right. So anyway, 
So I say that to say, yeah, as you can probably guess by this point, I want a Kirby. Anyway, getting on with the story. So, I always think of the Kirby salesman because it's not easy to go from door to door to door to door to door to door trying to sell a $1,400 vacuum when you got Hoovers at Walmart and you've got all these other Dirt Devils and all these other brands that are $200 that not only do vacuuming, they also do steam cleaning, they'll also have an alarm built in and they walk the dog and they do all this stuff for a quarter of the price. Not even a quarter, a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of the price. But the Kirby has an advantage. If you do buy the vacuum, they fix it free for life. You just send it in and they'll fix it, doesn't matter. You ain't gotta have proof of warranty and all this. If you own a Kirby, that thing is covered. It's a damn good warranty. And trust me, I've used it. But first you gotta buy the vacuum. And that's the sell. That's the tough part. So, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. I figure, like, I feel like I got the Kirby of services here. I've got the McLaren. I've got the Bugatti of, of services. Today, all of our networks came online. So now we are on Apple. We're on Roku. We're on Amazon. We're on Android TV. We're on iOS. We're on Google Play Store. We're in iTunes, we're in Anchor, we're in Spotify, we're everywhere you can think of, from podcasts to digital shows, everywhere. And then the analytics came on, it turns out we have a fan base in not only the United States, but in England, in Australia, in India, in China. I mean, we've got people listening from all over the world, right? But I don't have any advertisers. Shit. How do I get an advertiser to sign on? How do I tell them I think we're the next thing, the next best thing? We're, we're a digital network at its infancy. Get us now. Advertise with us. Get in with us now. Rape us while we're young. I, I don't know. What what the hell? I, maybe that was a bad analogy. I, I, just, I don't know. How do I tell somebody, look, this is the best time right now. We're waiting. We don't know any better. Get us before we find out what we're really supposed to be doing. So, I don't know. So I figure I'm gonna do this. I've joined a couple of groups on Facebook and a friend of mine told me about this thing called Clubhouse on Apple, okay? So the Clubhouse basically is like this. Kid you not, this is gonna sound crazy. I just can't believe I'm I'm so impressed with this. But what happens is you have to get invited to join, okay? First you have to get invited. Sound familiar? If you guys remember back in the uh, early 90s, uh, was it Gmail from Google? You had to get invited. You couldn't just sign up for an account. You had to know somebody who knows somebody. And people at you will yielded and wielded that access like they were gods. I remember asking them, I said, you on Gmail? They were like, yeah. I was like, send me an invite. They were like, uh, I've only got so many, you know, and I promised I'd give it to my brother. And I'm like, whoa. So you find out, you know, going through your job. Hey, you got Gmail? No, I mean, I'm looking for somebody that does. Hey, you got Gmail? Oh, no, uh-uh. Then I finally found my wife, because she was working for a tech company, had Gmail. I said, hey, honey, give me a, give me a, you know, a link there, you know, <laughs> invite me. 
know, and after a while, I guess she thought it over and she figured I wouldn't embarrass her too much in the tech space. You know, we'd already been married for about five years. And uh, I got an invitation and I've had my Gmail account since forever. But now I've got like 10 of them because now you can just open up one without any invitation. But back in the day, they were priceless. Anyway, so that's what I need to do. I need to somehow come across like this is something that people, and I just come across, this is something, maybe I need to limit the number of people who can actually get on here. That's called scarcity. If anybody's familiar with a designer by the name of Supreme, you know about scarcity. Supreme will say they're going to print up 500 t-shirts and they're going to sell 500 t-shirts. There will be a line overnight outside their stores to get the t-shirts, but Supreme will only print up 200. So guess what? 300 people aren't getting t-shirts. So you don't know if one person bought two, one person bought three, one person just bought one. You don't know. But all you know is you didn't get yours. And you're pissed. And you know what next time? You're going to get your t-shirt. Or maybe even next time, you're going to pay more. Or you're going to go and find some scalper or something who's going to charge you five times as much for the t-shirt. Look right now, the PlayStation 5. Those things are going on eBay for close sometimes $2,000. That's insane. Here's what I found. No, Siri, I didn't ask you to sign anything, so listen to my conversation. See, that's another thing, too. We go get on her, because she always butt her nose in. We go talk about you later. Anyway, so scarcity. Scarcity, that's the key. You've got to position yourself where not everybody can get you. You know, it's like the girl, you know, the always you know, high school, the loose girl at the school. If everybody can have her, nobody wanted her. I mean, unless you just needed to practice and, you know, then it was cool. But the girl that nobody could get is the one everybody wanted. We've got to be the girl that nobody can get. Hmm. Yes. But how do you do that? How do you remain... How do I go to an advertiser and go, hey, I like to work with you. I like you to advertise on my platform. But first, I need to see if you're really, I need to see if you're a good fit. That's what I've done. I've had, that's what I've had. I've had salespeople call me and say, let's put a demo together and let's see if you're a good fit for us. Knowing fully damn well, as long as I've got some money in my pocket, I'm a good fit for them. But they get, they created a scarcity like, we're not just going to take anybody on board. You've got to be somebody who we feel is a good fit for our business. And what's a good fit? That your credit card goes through. <laughs> but that's what I figure out I'm going to have to do. Scarcity. Okay. So let's do that. Let's work on a plan to generate... A, let's work on a campaign... Where we're going to generate scarcity within our our business. That's what we'll do. We'll generate scarcity within our business. All right. How does that look? How does that look? If you have any ideas, please feel free to uh, contact me and put your two cents in, and 
I bring you on the show and you can tell us how you would do it. Because trust me, I'm open to everything. Remember, we're going on this journey together. I'm wondering, what if I was to... No, no, that's not going to work. Uh, no, what I'm thinking is... Oh, that's another thing too. I joined some Facebook groups. And oh, going back to what I was saying before. My, I'm sorry. So I joined this group called Clubhouse. Okay, it's on iOS. It's not on the Android platform yet. You got to have an iPad or an iPhone or whatever to join. So a friend of mine sent me a code and I got moved to the head of the line. Yes, I was on a waiting list. Like I said, reminds me of Gmail. So I get into this place called the Clubhouse. And so I log on and guess what? You're not going to believe this. This is going to sound so damn crazy because just thinking about it right now, I'm like, is this for real? <sighs> it's a bunch of chat rooms with people talking. So there's no video. So it's kind of like Zoom, but without the video. And when you go in there, one person's talking, and the topic might be like one of the topics was how to go to the strip club with $200 and still have a good time. No, I'm serious. That was it. Now we might. Okay, so get these crickets out of here. Okay, I get it. Just turn it off. I need to turn the thing. Thank you. So, at first I was laughing until I looked and saw there was 5,400 people in the damn room. There were 5,400 people who wanted to know how to go to the strip club with $200 and have a good time. Never mind, there's a global pandemic going on, and your ass shouldn't be going to the strip club at all. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, and that was just some tickling back in my throat. No, I don't have COVID. So stop thinking it. Okay, so I'm in this room. I look and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm married. I don't know when the last time I've been to a strip club, let alone had $200. So I get out that strip club. That strip club. <laughs> I get out of that room and another one's in there and it's talking about how to grow your garden. What? I go in there and there's about 300 people in there. And the lady's going, I like to put broken up eggs in my soil. Now, this is actually a good source of nitrate or whatever. And I've heard that before. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not trying to grow a garden. What else they got? You can press a little button called Explore, and all these different rooms come up. And people are going in there and they're listening to the person talk. Now, the person who's talking is called the speaker. You can raise your hand and they can recognize you. You press a little icon that says your hand is raised. And they can actually call on you. And when they do, your microphone becomes unmuted. And you can talk and address everybody in the room. And if you then become too crazy or say you say, Oh my God, aliens are taking over my brain just because you want to just yell out something crazy in the room. They can, of course, mute you and kick you out. But the biggest room was, of course, how to figure, how to generate a six-figure income. It had like 14,000 people in it, you know, during this pandemic. So everybody wants to know, how can I generate that income? And basically the person was saying, you need to take my series that I'm going to be holding online at da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't even know what it was. Because as soon as they said you had to pay for it, I got immediately checked out. Anyway, 
I know, you gotta invest in yourself. I get it, I get it. So, I was like, wait a minute, some of these things are just precursors to selling you for something else. Hmm. So, scarcity and using these rooms on the iTunes and on Facebook, perhaps I can create some kind of vlog or other kind of uh, training program to tell people on this is what you need to do to get on board a digital TV station. So I'll spend about six minutes saying what do you need to do and what the hell was that? Did you hear something? I thought I heard something. Hello? It's kind of scary. Hmm, okay. So, um, I think that I'll, um, I'll do that. I'll just put together like a five minute show on how people can get together and get on digital TV. And then I'll say, oh, by the way, you guys, I have a digital TV network. How'd you like to be on there? advertise on there yeah you think that'll work well no unless I try okay that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna put together a quick outline of what my show will be about and next episode we're gonna talk about that because remember we've got to create scarcity we've got to create some kind of desire for people to get on here because we gotta let them know we're only gonna take a limited number of people and if you're not in one of those people oh well you're gonna miss out that's what we're gonna do okay good we're gonna create scarcity because everybody wants what other people can't have that's why people like getting in these secret organizations because everybody can't get in them Remember back in the day, well, I don't remember back in the day, but I was told back in the day how people became Masons because everybody wasn't in there. You guys have heard of that Skull and Bones. Um, Skull and Bones, remember, it's a really um, elite, uh, I guess, membership club at Harvard or whatever, or Yale, and a lot of presidents have come out of the organization, but everybody is not recruited to be in that organization. And subsequently, if you are recruited, you know, you've got the run-of-the-mill, not run-of-the-mill, you've got the elites of the elites that have come out of there. Anyway, what I'm trying to say in my own rocking around this block sort of way is we've got to give people something that they otherwise couldn't get. Because if they can always get it, what would, what would they want it? Right? Does that make sense? I mean, am I, am I hit on something here? Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to put together a nice little three-minute elevator pitch for you guys next episode. And you let me know if you think this is going to work. Okay. All right. Until then, this has been I've Been and I Continue to Be, David Watts. And I thank you again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.